Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. You're listening to episode 37 of Fatalists, a podcast devoted to the supernatural series Lost Girl. My name is Dave, and sitting miles beyond the known reaches of cyberspace, ready to peer into the black, smoky haze of this week's episode. Welcome, Wayne. Yeah, I like that. Black, smoky haze. Yeah, because like, you know, the black smoke at the end, right? Yeah. Um, and all the Lost yeah. fans in the world were just like going nuts, right? People like us, and when I say people like us, the genre fans... After watching six seasons of Lost, you start to see Lost. Yeah, you see it everywhere. E- yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. You know. So. They're like, they're like symbol hunters, except you're like Lost illusion hunters. Yep. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, how's your week been going? Yeah. Well, up until yesterday, it was smashing. But yesterday, there was a little hiccup that uh, for most normal people, they probably wouldn't care about. But for me, it was just like, like just this awful event in that my uh, DVR hard drive got just completely wiped. So it's all gone. Doctor Who, whole season Doctor Who, gone. Georgetown versus Notre Dame lacrosse, gone. Well, I think I think you underestimate. I think most of us really do rely on our DVR. I know if I, you know, if mine got wiped, my wife would be, uh, you know, I she'd be a little bit upset that she lost all her Jody Arias trial. Uh, yeah. That's fo- my footage. wife. Actually, actually, yeah, it's really more upsetting for my wife because like, I normally like watch something like probably about like, I really use the DVR kind of as a way to avoid commercials. Right. So I'll watch something the same night it's on. I'll just watch it like 20 minutes after it starts. Right. Right. So pretty much everything on there that I kept, I had already seen, but I was just keeping because I would maybe want to watch it again sometime, right? right. But my right. wife had like a bunch of Grey's Anatomies and Biggest Losers on there that she just flat out hadn't seen yet. So she's really kind of bumming about this. I feel bad. Yeah. Well, but it's not my fault though. Right. No. So uh, which child did you blame it on? No, no. And it's it's. I knew that that it was. It had been making this whining sound for actually quite a while. And it's like one of those things where I just kind of ignore it, ignore it because well, it's. Maybe the whining sound is definitely not a good thing, but on the other hand, it's still recording and everything. So who cares? It's if they, I mean, I'm sure it's like kind of broken, maybe, but I'm not really seeing the outward signs of it. Yeah, and the provider will send you a new one for free. I'm sure they will. Yeah, it's it's the same thing anyway. Because you know, once you get a new one, then you know, it's you get a new hard drive. There's no way to transfer the hard drive over, so you lose everything anyway. So. Well, it's probably like yeah, you know, I needed that because there's just stuff on there. It's like I'm like a I'm like a, a like a pack rat, you know, and I, that's our house is cluttered with stuff that we should just throw out. And in this case, it was just a, a DVR full of stuff that I should just throw out. And so yeah, well, once upon a time is back now after about a month hiatus. Are we going to get new Arrow this week? Uh, yes, I think Supernatural and Arrow are new this yeah. week. Oh, good. But good, before good. You, before you start talking about what's pod time, because I didn't realize we we're moving, we need to talk about myself a little bit more here because there is a funny <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a funny uh, anecdote that goes with this. Okay, so like today, I call Verizon to see if they can uh, 
you know, if there's any way to, to save, salvage anything that was on the DVR, I, I knew the answer ahead of time, right? You know, I just felt like going through the 10,000 layers of digital voices that you have before you could actually talk to a human being when you call Verizon, right? Oh, yeah. So I actually did get a human being on the line, which I was pretty impressed about. It wasn't too long. And, you know, we were talking about it. And, you know, he, he kind of started off with, well, you know, pretty much all the stuff you had on there would be on, uh, you know, um, on demand. On, on demand, anyway. So right then I knew what my answer was as far as retrieving this. Um, so at, at the end of it, I was like, well, you know, they're going to send me a new DVD, DVR and everything. And, and I'm like, well, you know, what if I record stuff between now and Tuesday when it gets here? Would that be – he's like, well, what are you going to watch? I'm like, uh, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to record Defiance. He's like, oh, have you, been, have you got the game there? So, <laughs> so I talked with the Verizon guy for like five minutes about Defiance. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, you know, have you ever seen Firefly? I'm like, dude, come on. Who are you talking to here? You know, I got a podcast, man. Don't you know who I am? So then did he say he's going to send you like a backup one? You know, Yeah, they're going to send a new uh, DVD, DVR. He's going to send us a new DVR. So, ah, so, well, yeah. that sounds like it ended well. Yeah, um, that is funny. You know, just out of nowhere, like I started talking with this guy about like Defiance and everything, Rockney S. O'Bannon and everything he knew like farscape too he was like yeah you see firefly like oh yeah yeah totally he's like yeah it's kind of like farscape too I'm like dude <laughs> i right. didn't think about it but i was like dude you should totally listen to my podcast man <laughs> you're yeah. you're our you're our clientele <laughs> well did, did you ask him i forgot i didn't oh, think okay. about it. i was just i was just i don't know i was just kind of like going along i was just going with the flow of the conversation and it's actually only now that i realized i could have just said hey yeah but well whatever lost a chance to gain a listener there maybe he'll find us anyway well, what we've got tonight for the listeners, of course, just a little bit of news tonight, uh, a little bit of Project X, and then, of course, the season finale analysis. And then, as we promised, we're going to take a look at Defiance in our pilot preview segment. And, you know, I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, segue into a quick plug that, uh, uh, you know, I'm involved with this new venture called TV Talk uh, that, you know, obviously Wayne knows about. And, Basically, what TV Talk is, it's a network of pre-recorded on-demand talk shows, specifically about new episodes of TV shows. So that the idea is that by 4 a.m., the day after the show airs, you have this 20-minute, they're not really podcasts, they're technically shows, sent to your uh, iPhone, to your tablet, to your, uh, oh gosh, what's the uh, other format now? I can't think uh, Android, and you know so. Well, you probably could uh, just said your your smartphone. That yeah, your smartphone. It. But uh, the idea is that it's a new venture, and what they're trying to do is get shows that people are going to talk about the next day. So they're not really looking to do situation comedies, but you know they are doing. You know they've got I think nine shows going currently, one of which is Dancing with the Stars, but uh, Game of Thrones. Um, gosh, I forget, but. Uh, you know, Mike and I they're wanted defiance. to do defiance. Isn't that one of the ones? Doing? Well, yeah, but I was going to say Mike and I wanted to do continuum, but they're not ready to do continuum. But they asked me and Mike if we wanted to do defiance, so we said yes. So we're still trying to talk them into doing Lost Girl and continuum, but uh, and, and I think down the road they they certainly will. But obviously at this point they're looking for shows that are going to generate you know bigger numbers and. You know, yeah, we'll they're see. even for the middle right now, right? Right, right, exactly. And the difference between you know what what we're used to, which is a podcast that heck for you and me, 
uh, 20 minutes. That's our intro section. And yeah, we're probably at that. Oh, no, actually, really, seven minutes. Oh, yeah, we're doing yeah, good today. Yeah. But, we're moving uh, on like, a, like a, a, a speedy clip here. Well, not yeah. now because I'm you know totally yeah. slowed it down just now. Yeah. But All right. But anyway, so then uh, you and I both, I'm sure, saw Doctor Who and Orphan Black this week. Which, yes, both uh, great. Yeah, and it was good to see for me because I know I've been a little lukewarm with the Doctor so far this season, but I really liked this episode, and I didn't think I was going to like it. As it started, I'm like, oh, great, a ghost story. Uh, I was, but, you know, like, I, I saw him, like, thinking, like, our favorite all time, pretty safely, I'm sure yours and my favorite is Blink, which is, like, a horror. Oh, oh, you know? absolutely. And, and, and so you I'm know thinking, what? like, you know, if they're going back to, and, but the, 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 when they tried to do horror last season with the little boy, that stunk. That, that, that was the worst episode of, of last season. You remember that the little yeah, kid oh, yeah. in the, yeah. the closet and everything? It was it was horrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I had high hopes, and it uh, it uh, came through. I thought. Yep. And Orphan Black just—I don't want to say it keeps getting better because I thought it was really good from week one. But it, let's just say it's maintaining. And... It maintains a high level of storytelling, acting, and uh, writing. Yep. And the story, you know, gets pushed ahead and. So far, it gets pushed ahead in a way that I certainly didn't foresee. So, you know, if you haven't seen Orphan Black, I mean, definitely check it out. You're only three episodes behind at this point. I believe there it's going to be a 10-episode season. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're the one who knows how long it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, anything else going on? Uh, anything else you're watching that we haven't mentioned? Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I almost forgot. Yeah, I started watching, uh, Harvest, uh, oh, Hemlock, Hemlock Grove, Hemlock Grove last night, which is the new, um, Netflix series. Oh. That they release, you know, they release all, I think 13 episodes, just released it all, uh, on the 19th, I believe, which was Friday night, right? Yeah. So like Friday night, they released all 13 episodes and I watched the first two uh, last night, it was it was all right. It was pretty good. It was it didn't did knock me off my feet. I'll admit, um, the first episode was was really kind of slow. I mean, there, there's a girl who's like pretty you know, savagely you know mutilated, killed, um, and that's kind of like the center. Then becomes the center of of the rest of the the series so far. Is trying to figure out who or what uh, killed this girl, and uh, then you got uh, you know it, it's. It has its Twilight-esque elements there because you got a rich guy who's really popular and handsome, and all the girls love him, and he looks like he could be a vampire. We're not sure, you know? And then the kind of outcast, scraggly, long-haired kid who could potentially be a werewolf, and, uh, and in fact, the kids in, in the, the school, in the high school, um, outwardly call him a werewolf like there's a rumor this guy's a werewolf i'm like really that that's that's a rumor <laughs> like, so uh you know anyway now this so, is produced by netflix you yep, said it's all netflix, netflix and is it one of these deals where they've got the whole season already produced and available yeah that, i said that right away man oh you did okay yeah yeah they were like uh, friday night all 13 episodes of of the series they released at once oh okay that's the well, same cool. thing they do with uh game of cards you know they the so they had the release date, and they released all, all thirteen episodes at once. All right, cool. So uh, it was, uh, yeah. It's, you know, I, I, I'm not. I can't say I'm loving it right now. It's decent. 
Okay. I'll, you know, watch the rest of it. I mean, 13 episodes. That's easy. Do that in a couple of days. But, uh, um, you know, I'll be able to, once, uh, I think maybe that there's some, uh, there's a potential for, for, for depths available there that hasn't gotten to yet. But good thing, like Famke Jansen is in it. He plays the rich kid's mom. And she, you might know her. Well, you wouldn't know her at all because you haven't seen the X-Men movies. But she played uh, Jean Grey in the X-Men movies. And uh, and Dugray Scott, who we had talked about before, is is also he was in uh, uh, MI two Mission Impossible two. He's the baddie. All right, well, sounds good. So, all right, well, why don't we take a look at the news? And we don't have a whole lot tonight. In fact, we've only got one item, and it's not TV related. It's not film related. Then why are we talking about it? It is entertainment related, and okay. it is most certainly Canadian related. Is it Kristen Stewart? It is virtually inconceivable that it's taken this long, but Neil Peart, Alex Lifeson, and one of my biggest musical influences, Getty Lee, better known as the Canadian trio Rush, were finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame via a hilarious speech by the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, and Taylor Hawkins. The no. latter, the no. latter, no. long, long overdue, long overdue. No, see, no sure. you're probably too young to even know Rush. What are uh, you joking? Yeah, are you kidding yeah, me? Yes. Are you I kidding am. me over here? I, yes, I am. All right, dude. The, la- the latter Foo Fighter, in particular, saluted, uh, saluted Neil Peart for quote bringing the drums to where they should be to the f and forefront of every song. And who let the drummer write the lyrics? Well, Rush did, baby. Now, after the trio accepted their award, their performance segment began with a band that looked and sounded suspiciously like Rush. The ringers quickly were revealed to be the Foo Fighters in wigs, white kimonos, and they were in fine form. Now, once the real Rush took over, the crowd went nuts, as you might imagine. And whether you believe that their admittance is due to massive public pressure, actual merit, or both, most serious rock music fans know what Rush has meant to the progressive music landscape. And as the drummer said earlier, it's fitting that we receive this honor as a working band in the middle of a tour in our 39th year. (laughs) The elaborate production design for Rush's mini set was steampunk, complete with a brain on a spit and a popcorn popper, presumably brought in from their tour. Uh, And it was left up when most of the evening's cast reconvened for the traditional closing jam on Robert Johnson's Crossroads and even Flava Flav who I'm not sure. I, th- I know the name, but... He's uh, the half of Public Enemy. He's most notable for his... Yeah, boy! Okay, well, anyway, he was missing, even though he'd been cheering wildly from the lip of the stage when Rush powered through Tom Sawyer. Now, if you don't know Rush, and, and you know, obviously, I love the band, but, you know, their music certainly has a sci-fi fantasy tinge to it, and, and you know, one of their earlier uh, albums, 2112, I mean, here, here's the description from... Wikipedia. In the year 2062, a galaxy-wide war results in the union of all planets under the rule of the Red Star of the Solar Federation. By 2112, the world is controlled by the priests of the temples of Cyrenix, who determine the content of all reading matter, songs, pictures, and every facet of life. And, you know, what you find in the, you know, throughout the concept album is this guy finds, you know, a guitar buried in the rubble or whatever and you know discovers music so uh long overdue for one of my all-time favorite bands yeah no no question uh i mean like when i was in high school like everyone 
you, you either were like really super in the rush or you pretended to be like super in the rush. But everyone liked Rush. I mean, there's no question about it, you know. Yeah, you know, I didn't get into them right away. I thought they were a little bit at the time they were I thought they were a little bit too commercial, but you know, I later realized I was an idiot and yeah. you know, went back and discovered yeah. their entire catalog. They're and, awesome. So yeah, since yeah. you brought up twenty one twelve, I got I got this go. By the day warrior mean mean stride. Today time soya mean mean pride. Anyway, that's a fantastic album. You just, that's just so good. Yeah, that's just well, the, that's a, like a classic. Well, the other thing is that you know there's yeah, there's a connection. Although uh, Neil Peart, who writes all the lyrics for the band, you know, uh, denies yeah, English major too, right, I believe. Well, yeah. you know, there's a really a, a strong connection between Ayn Rand's novel Anthem, which you know really kind of sets the same kind of thing. And and he's even gone on record as saying when he really realized that he didn't want to be perceived as a plagiarizer. So he, you know, it sounds like it was more a case of unconscious, but anyway, His, yeah, he, lyrics to know, I mean, Neil Peart is the best drummer ever. Just fly out straight up. And that's probably and, a good you know, place. Actually, I found on um, on uh, on YouTube like a year ago. I found a um, like an animated kind of thing that someone did with an, a Neil Peart avatar doing YYZ, oh. and it was really really cool. I, I, if I, you're going to find it again, I'll post it on the website. Oh, cool! It's pretty right. sweet. All right. Well, anyway, well that's the news. And Another website, Facebook. I meant. Uh. So that brings us to Wayne's Project X. Yeah, Project X. This is probably the feeblest Project X I've had. I really had to stretch to come up with just anything. Because there's really, like, again, there's no new um new fay but we did have a cabot so we got a cabot so i thought it's going to be some kind of like i don't know i mean really the the lady in there is the right the bartender's wife it's a cabot and we don't get really a lot of info on on, on what that means except apparently because isaac is made into a cabot right or she, he's injected with cabot stem cells uh, and so I guess it makes you like really quick, right? Cause he's like, like, you know, all over the room. Um, but other than that, no, it doesn't seem to have much in the way of any other kind of powers or whatever. I was going to say, he seemed pretty displeased when he found out that, you know, he was half Cabot. Yeah. Well, you expect to be a werewolf and you find out you're a part cat, rabbit, part cat, which is what a Cabot oh. is. Oh, So nice. like they don't really exist, right? <laughs> It's uh, they're like jackalopes, right? Okay. So oh, it, it's like, oh. hey, but I've so, seen the yeah. jackalope. No, no, you haven't. Well, on the internet, right? <laughs> right. Well, well yeah. actually, if funny it's on the story internet. Because, yeah, right. Yeah, it must be true. Yeah. Um, but my wife and I went to a wedding uh, where I think St. Vincent's College in oh, it's in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, which I found it's not Latrobe, but Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Um, and so we went to a bar there, and this bar was like 
two floors, uh, you know, had like two floors to it, and on uh, they had display cases all along the walls of like when I say stuffed animals, I don't mean like cute plush dolls. I mean like things that had been killed and filled with sawdust and then put in inside a display case at this bar. Like like literally the walls were the display cases with, with bears and, and everything. And they had all kinds of jackalopes in there. Oh, that's kinda creepy. It was it was it was kind of creepy, but you know, at, at a certain point you drink enough and it becomes entertaining. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> so. But uh anyway, so back to a cabot. Now if you had now see I was about to say if you thought that you had seen a cabot, what you probably actually saw was a Manx cat that with the bobtail mutation. I guess some Manx cats have a mutation where they they have a a, a bobtail, and also sometimes uh, these also same mutations, the same DNA strands or whatever, lead to them having kind of goofy hindquarters that you might say it looks like. Uh, it's part rabbit, right? But it's really just a a, a, a mutant cat. Mm-hmm. So I well, don't know you, which is more unlikely. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, but I guess it's not like yeah. I mean, like obviously Dyson, who is a you know pure blooded wolf, he can actually change into a wolf. So right, we, you know, we don't see any indication right. that Isaac. Well, if he did, he, what's he going to change into? He's going to change to like a, a cat rabbit. Well, he's not going to change into anything now. Right. But um, you know the fact that he like eats Isaac like you know well, like wolves eat rabbits right so that makes yeah. sense so yeah yeah cool uh, so the the whole thing about the you know looking up the cabot I realized how anemic then Project X was going to be I said well let me let's check out jackalopes because I remember that the bar in Latro very fondly and all the jackalopes over there um, obviously again jackalopes do not really exist despite what many taxidermists might. Uh, might have uh, otherwise um show but um but then actually there sometimes you might run across a rabbit with like kind of like horns popping out of its head uh or its mouth but it's not a jackalope it is a uh a rabbit with the shop papilloma virus so it's a virus that causes um you know them to grow Hard stuff like like hard like like extensions like coming out of their head someplace, so that's well, potentially you, what you know how the jackalope legend got started. Well, you know, I mean, we're forty eight episodes in to Lost Girl. You know, I guess it probably gets to a reach a point where I don't want to say that there aren't any Fay left to introduce to the story, but you know. We've got, I'm just I'm just thinking that they they've got a lot of world culture out there that to be going to uh, Cabot's already I think is I think it's a bit soon I think there's probably actual folklore out there somewhere I I, I think probably if you just look in Western Greek and Roman uh, folk you know mythology you could probably find something there um, to be to go to you know this already and and what do we have like there's some pretty lame recently i can't remember I yeah. think about well but, of course uh, it also begs the question i mean where this the story has taken us to this point we probably could get along without any new fay being introduced anyway so at least for a true. short time true 
So, but they throw it out there. I guess you know. I learned about cabots. Yeah, <laughs> I learned about Manx cats and jackalopes and slope papilla and virus. So yeah, I'm I'm slightly smarter for the experience, but yeah, I didn't really have to be. Yeah. So I resent them forcing that on me. All right. Well, that sounds good. Anything else? Right, that's it. That's yeah. it. All right. So that's Project X for this week, which takes us to the episode analysis for Lost Girl Season 3. Sorry, I just thought this is like my fanfare music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those Who Wander. Yeah. Written by Emily Andres, who we think is still the showrunner, though we're not positive about that, but we think she is. And directed by Ron Murphy, who also directed Fade to Black, which we weren't really crazy about that episode. Right. But uh, I think we were both pretty crazy about this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, man, this was, uh, you know, I mean, it, what didn't it have? I guess would be my it question. It did not have alien invasions. Good point. Uh, it didn't have nudie. Good point. And uh, it didn't have Santa Claus. Yeah. But besides point. that, it had a lot of stuff. So I could do without the Santa Claus. Right. Well, you know, okay. yeah, well, sometimes it's comforting. Yeah. Well, I mean, given <laughs> the choice, I'll, I'll go with the nudity most times. But, right. Uh, okay. You know, well, right, next so, time I'll come up with a better third thing to say. It's like the rule of three, right? Like I can't oh. just leave it at two. You got to okay. say three things. So. All right. Now, you know, the opening scene here, it's, it's something that they, they don't typically do. I mean, you know, ordinarily the, the, the opening scene, you know, we've, we're right in the middle of some sort of, I don't want to say catastrophe, but some sort of, uh, you know, event. But here it's, it's a pickup from the previous episode, right? But, Both yeah, very, to... very Dukes of Hazard, right? You know, like the, they always end with like the General Lee, like jumping something. Right. And but, then the, the boys go, yee-haw! And then, like, the next episode would start with it on the, the downward slope of the jump and everything. And all right, well. Just jump in. Well, we see Bo trying to save Tamsin with her chi, right? I mean, Tamsin's been shot from the previous episode. Yes. And it's, and it's not working. Uh, not working. And Bo Which is, like, really, it's wild because the chi is actually deflecting and then going back to the place it came from. Yeah. So I guess chi is kind of like boomerang, you know, like if it, it will eventually return to, I'm just noticing the physical properties of chi. Well, at least in this, in this case. Now, the interesting thing is she mentions a desire to save Dyson. No mention of saving Lauren. Yeah. Which is going to cause an issue later on. Yeah. Now uh, we see then a cut to Dyson in the, the glass enclosed cell, and he's trying to uh, get Aoife to focus because he's trying, you know, she's clearly been in there longer than he has and trying to figure out some way to get out. So, you know, a really strong opening and, uh, yeah, and you you and I are both talking and I think we finally, I think you finally looked it up and uh, the actress that plays Aoife is also, uh, a recurring character in Orphan Black, right? And and this time, uh, like she she really, I mean, her her part is very much a bit part. Though the past episode, she had much more to do with this last episode than she had before, right? right. Um, she only had a, like a, maybe one or two lines in the previous two episodes, but this one she really uh, started to have a bigger part. And I think it's safe to say, I mean, if we're making predictions, that we're going to see her in season four. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I can't say no question, but I'm pretty much sure. Yeah, no question. I mean, I'm sure she's going to be there. But really, I mean, like, because we were talking about it's like, is that the same actress? And we really, I don't like going to IMDb, but we had to go to IMDb for this one because she just does not look like Aoife at all. Yeah, and, and I mean, really, I think credit to the makeup people because, you know, we don't know how long she's been held here. Right. But she really looked bad. And I think that's like why you had to go to IMDb because, you know, ordinarily when we've seen her, she looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like the more cynical of you out there might say, well, it's been two years. She's got a little bit older. But no, no, no. Like if you if you see her in Orphan Black, she looks she looks just like she did when when she played Aoife, you know. Right. Um, So they really did uh, do the makeup on here where she is almost unrecognizable as 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 Aoife. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in looking at the episode, you know, we talk about the A story, the B story, the C story, and and you know, and not necessarily that. Yeah, I mean, usually one is more important than the other, but it was almost as if we had four stories in this one. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, the you know Bo and Tamsin. We've got uh, Kenzie being held by the Morgan. Uh, you know, we've got uh, her. We've got Dyson romance with Bruce. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we've got Dyson and, uh, uh, you know, being held. And then the thing with Lauren and Isaac. So you, you think on the surface trying to keep. But I think they all kind of it's all like one storyline, I think. I mean, it's like different branches kind of branches of it but i think it's all kind of very pretty strongly uh, that's i liked about this episode i think they they kind of kept that central story moving right and, and i mean testament to the to the strength of the writing in this episode yep that yep. they could do it and, sure. and in fact uh you know two of the storylines converge but you know uh you know in the in the i'll call it the a story just uh, this was the first one that we see you know we're back at bo's place unconscious Tamsin's on the couch. And I, I, I guess are those two girls, are they young Valkyries? Well, I, 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 I know who they are now. I figured it out. Okay. What are we've they? seen them before. Okay. They are the sorority girl Kitsunes oh. from, from back when the, I can't remember which, but you know, the one where uh, uh, they were trying to find Kenzie. Okay. And they went to college to trace down that the one Kitsune. So they're kids they uh Bo calls them Kitsunes. And 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 then I, I I was like, Oh yeah, those are the, the girls. Because you know what they did, which they, they did with them before, is they kind of alternate between the kind of almost uh bimbo type uh um qualities and then like the very serious ones and so like they're 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 when they get serious you know it's like super serious so when the girl is like looks at Bo it's like they're talking about you know the wanderer and uh and, and she's she calls him like like voldemort scary like uh. we're like whoa because you know this girl who seems kind of ditzy now all of a sudden gets like super serious talking about this guy so it makes him seem that much more frightening and everything well so. and she even says she's did she say she's in medical school? I mean, she's been in it for... She's been pre-med for 20 years. Right. And and we get the idea it's not because she can't complete it. It's more like the Edward Cullen, you know, where she... Do you like that uh, Twilight reference there? No, I don't like that Twilight okay. reference, Dave. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we find out... I understood out... it. Yeah. I don't appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> uh, noted. All right. Uh, you know, so we find out the thing with Tamsin is that... She's dying. I mean, she's she's at the she's end of straight her. Straight up dying. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
Uh, she's been around since, what? oh, the Trojan War. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. If ever. If it, yeah, right. <laughs> I right. guess it really did, because she said she was there. But, I mean, that was, I mean, we've had, we've had Faye there, like, you know, a couple hundred years old. Uh, you know, we've got Trick, who's, you know, might be pushing, you know, a K. Yeah. But, you know, this is like a couple thousand years old that our, our girl Tamsin's been around. If yeah, right. She's talking I mean, about the, the, I mean, the Trojan War is so long ago. If it ever occurred, that people aren't even sure like it actually occurred. Well, I mean, the Odyssey was written what, like 500 BC or yeah, in that general time. And, and even then, right, the the Trojan War had been right was was a story, right, a legend, of, you know, uh, mythology. Um, so you know, but but uh, you know, Heinrich Schliemann though actually found Troy, and so most people agree that there actually this this thing did did occur, but. Uh, yeah. But, well, regardless, the two of them are, are hilarious as they're trying to help, ten, you know, Bo's, I don't want to say frantic, but she's certainly concerned. And, you know, I'm not sure how they ended up at her place, but. Yeah, uh, that was definitely out of, out of left field there. Right. There, there's a couple of things. And th the one problem I have with this episode is that there are some things that kind of like are left fieldish, you yeah. know. And this is one of them. And they're dancing around and everything. That was a bit much, everything. But they are, you know, rather, they're kind of fetching as right. well. Right. So. And, you know, so we find out that they say that she's dying not from the bullet, but from old age. Her hair's falling out. Yeah, and they that, pulled her hair out like that, man. That right. was, ugh. And, I don't uh, know why that's gross, but it just kind of is. You know? Right. But then, you, now you mentioned the, the Voldemort bad thing, but, you know, that comes up when one of them says that death for Tamsin will be preferred given who she's gotten involved with. A bad right. guy. Voldemort yeah. bad. So, Voldemort bad. Now, is this the Wanderer that we see at the end? Is this yeah, Bo's father? Yeah, we assume yeah. so. Yeah. We, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, I mean, definitely. Right. All right, so he anyway. bad. Which, now, which, we, we have to do a really this week because I got a big really okay. for this one. But I'm not going to, I'm going to save it. Okay, well, the listeners can, can only wonder. It'll create an air of suspense. Okay, or just insert it wherever you want. All right, anyway. Sure. Um, That's what well, she said. Well, anyway, they they heal Tamsin, but and, and when we say heal, we don't certainly mean permanently, but temporarily. Uh, she's still vulnerable, and uh, you know, lets know uh, lets Bo know that her powers are waning. But you know, she's and she goes through that thing. Yeah, there was there, there was a time when I could lay waste to an entire army, but you know, now you know. Obviously, you can see it's going to be a struggle. Uh, just yeah. to do, uh, well, you hear like old timers say that all the time. You know, like, well, you know, if you'd see me back in the day, like, eh, okay, all right, whatever. You know, it kind of falls falls flat. You can't well, produce now, right? Yeah, I yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, well, and, and the dragon is getting old. Well, guess, in fact, as, she even as, says, uh, or, or sort of alludes to the fact that you didn't know me. You know, almost like you didn't know me sexually when I was at my peak. Um, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I mean, we've talked about how there 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 seems to be some kind, a slight maybe little bit. Around. Yeah, but um, I think really she just kind of like wants to be impressive. You know, I think part of her, the the whole reason that she's so kind of like um, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, you know, like well, annoyed, I pissed all the time is the fact that she is no longer impressive. Right. You know, she's no longer scary. She's no people don't tremble at the sight of her like they probably. Now, now do you think it's did. in relation to the fact that Bo is the new girl in town, or if it's or it's just you know that doesn't matter? It's just the fact that 
Well, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think totally that's part of it is that, you know, now she looks at Bo and it's kind of like any older person who sees a younger person like, oh man, I remember back, back in the day when I was, especially with athletes, say, right. Right. Yeah. Especially with athletes. Right. And you look, you say, you know, and there is that that sense of of jealousy that goes with that because you're like, you know, here's someone just coming up just in their prime and, and, you know, you're no longer, clearly no longer in your prime. And, and yeah, you think back fondly on the times when, when you were. Yep. Now, uh, I think there's a big part of that. Yeah. Well, right. And and just to segue very neatly into the athletic uh, illusion she tells Bo that they need to go see Massimo the druid so he can juice her <laughs> right okay and that should give her enough to help rescue Dyson or and, to hit 70 home runs or to hit 70 home runs absolutely and uh so you know they they uh you know they see Massimo he gives the you know the injection that Bo says I'll hold it on you know I'll hold on to it until the uh you know, the time comes and, and he even makes the point that this is not, you know, for recreation. So now they, uh, <laughs> but was it, you know, he doesn't even charge him. Do you notice that? Like he doesn't even take any money from him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, there's fake credit. I mean, <laughs> all right. Well, so they go to, uh, Isaac's compound and at first you're, you know, it, it seemed a little too easy until you realized that they deliberately got captured so that they could get inside. The B story, if you if you will, uh, we find that Kenzie's being held by the Morgan, and it's always good to see the Morgan, and she sure. certainly was in fine form here. Uh, now she's kind of calmed down from the you know kind of like crazy like Hitler type stuff. Then um, you know it's 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 a little bit. No, I'm able to deal with her a little bit better this week. Yeah, but you already mentioned him once. Perhaps the strongest character in the entire episode, Bruce. I'm, my man, Bruce. Yep. Yeah. He's all right. You know, the guard uh, that's been assigned to watch Kenzie. And certainly the first thing she does is start to make friends with him. And, and we don't really know what his reasoning is for going against the Morgan and siding with Kenzie. I mean, I mean, really that you, you talk about things that don't make sense. Yeah. Well, uh, he's, he's smitten, right? Well, but she's the Morgan. Yeah. But you know, here, well, I mean, we've mentioned this before. Here's the problem when you're that type of boss slash leader or whatever that and you, you treat people like crap who, who work for you then they are not motivated to work for you, right? And well, that's so, true. You know, I, I, that's what I saw is like you hear Bruce is, I mean, we, we, he was on earlier um, a, a couple episodes ago and, you know, with the, uh, because he, remember he got his, his ass kicked by, uh, by Bo and Kenzie. Remember right. they're yep. fighting and, and yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so he just gets all this abuse Level at him by the Morgan, and finally he's just like, "F this, man! <laughs> you know, I'm sick of it." I mean, you know, yeah, I love now, Kenzie. Now, when Morgan tells Kenzie that Trick is dead, does she really think Trick is dead, or is she just? Yeah, I don't playing? know why. You know, like, you know, when when she first said that, like, I'm like, 
he's, he's so not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we find that uh, out when when Hale. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy that at all. That they're going to kill off Trick off screen, really? Like, so. Well, yeah, but that's. But what I'm saying is, does does the Morgan, you know, that was oh, part does of she the really plan. believe it? I, yeah, I don't even. I, that's the thing I'm saying. I don't get why they even wrote that into the script. Okay, because it did create any kind of anxiety, right? Like, well, did you believe Trick, it? Did you say, "Oh no, Trick's dead"? Did you say no. that when she said that? No, no. You, t- you you don't buy it at all. So why would they even bother throwing that in there when, like, as me watching, I'm like, he, he's not. So. Why? Why are you doing that? You know, like why are you trying to create tension inexpertly? Well, you never know. I mean, look, we all have seen shows that that kill off a major character. So yeah, I mean, but if they're going to kill off Trick, they're not going to just they're not going to mention it offhand like that. Like we're going to see he's going to have a dramatic, heroic, noble death, right? Right. We would. It's not going to be like casually mentioned by the Morgan. Oh, Trick's dead. Rick Holland's off the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Like, All right, well, it. So it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I, you know, it, we, I imagine that the intention was to shock the viewer, but you're not shocked, and paradoxically, you're a little annoyed because you're like, I, I don't believe it. All the tricks dead. Now, does she believe it? I, I don't know. I think she probably is just trying to like get to Kenzie. You know. Yeah. Well, she tells Kenzie she's got questions about the Succusluts lineage. Hmm. And Kenzie tells them, more, you know, and, and again, this is the second time this has happened where, you know, uh, where Kenzie gives something up about Bo and, and you know, it's almost like she's not on her game because it's not, you know, she, she's like, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything. Uh, and then she tells the Morgan that Bo can feed off multiple chi at the same time. And, and the Morgan's like totally surprised, you know, that that, that really – resonates with her um and then when she tries to tase kenzie it doesn't work no it doesn't work yeah which is but it pretty, works on bruce it works See, that's on what bruce. i'm saying right there she doesn't even think twice right like she just says bam tases him right in the arm like yeah i think right there that was the last straw for bruce yep well was, like, I'm, he's like i'm done I, I, I can't do this job anymore Right. Well, you know, so certainly the the question comes up: How come it didn't work on Kenzie? And you know, we realize it was the uh, the protection charm that Hale gave her, which was actually we come to find out is called the Twig of Zamora. Now, who said it was said that it apparently gives her immortality? <laughs> I was almost going to say immorality. Uh, it gives her immortality, right? Um, I believe somebody I, said that. I, I think, yeah, maybe. So, uh, I could neither confirm nor deny that 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 was okay. said, but it, but it definitely like you can't be hurt when whenever you're I, in possession of this thing, right? So right, so uh, as long as you've got it in your pocket, and assuming she's not going to keep it in her pocket permanently, uh, you know. So she recognizes that Hale saved her life, and and uh, Kenzie tells Bruce that uh, you know she met somebody that can make her fay, and she's going to take him up on it, and he tells her. That's a bad idea. Well, especially, and then he hears it's Massimo. He's like, oh, it's a really bad idea. So, yeah. Um, which, I mean, we kind of suspected, right? I mean, any, you do anything like that, it's kind of unnatural. And, and Massimo is, is shady for sure. So, uh, you know, I mean, Kenzie's got to see that. But, you know, it's like in this thing where she feels like she's not bringing anything to the table. That's sad. Like, I watch him, like, come on, Kay. 
Like, you know, she's got all kinds of, like, I mean, she's, how much she has done, how many times she saved Bo or Dice or anything, and, and she thinks she's inadequate because she's a human. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, but you know what the, the what the event is that really has, has, I think, led up to that is the relationship with Lauren. You know, I mean, once that right. came into the picture, you know, Kenzie kind of got pushed to the outside. Sure, big time. I mean, I mean, she yeah. still brings all that stuff to the table. She's just not getting the chance to 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 do it to play her cards. So, yeah. Now the C story, we see Dyson at Isaac's prison, and he uh, Dyson asks what he wants. We we uh, you know we we find out that at first he wanted me. She tells him, and and he's the one who carried her off after Bo defeated her in the showdown. You know, so he's you know, trying to get this information out of Aoife. And, and again, this this he, which, you know, obviously we get to the end of the episode and we, we know it's Bo's father. So, you know, that was really a nice touch, I thought, to, to you know, the, to link that into that you know, scene when, you know, the showdown between Bo and her mother, when she throws her mother over the, over the right. railing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, well, because we, yeah, we saw that, yeah, the guy carry her off. So you're always wondering who who carried her off, right? Right. And there you go. It was Isaac. Right. So, or, you know, he, you know a, a body double, an actor who now is supposed to be Isaac. Um, well, well you th- so you think it was Isaac? Okay. Yeah, they said okay. it. Okay. She said it. Oh, oh, oh was, they carried her off. Okay. Now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he was, he, she said he he was watching her the whole time. Like before uh, she met Bo, he was watching her because he thought like she was the most most powerful Fae. And then after uh, after Bo and Dyson pulled their thing, then then oh he right, right, she right, wasn't. Right. And so he tortured her to find out who was the most powerful Fae, and she gave him. Dyson. Right, right, exactly. She says, I gave up the wolf to save my daughter. Right, which is funny because how we said it, because like, like we're the same, right? Because she's like, we both gave up the wolf to save my, my daughter. Right, right, because otherwise he would have gone after Bo to extract her. Right, but, but that's, that's the same thing that Dyson did, right? Right, exactly. Dyson gave up his wolf, well, not his wolf, but you know, his love, whatever, to, to yeah. save Bo. And she gave, you know, different play on the word gave up. Right or the, the the phrase, yeah. All right, now uh, back to you know you mentioned Isaac. Now back to Lauren and Isaac, and you know we see the uh, the the woman that it was her husband that was the bartender, right? Is that yeah? Okay, so so Lauren tells Isaac that if he you know allows her to save the woman's life, you know she'll go with him, she'll work with him, and, and you know she'll basically you know I, I guess trade one master for another and. Tells him, you know, let everybody go, and I'll, you know, I'll stay with you. And, you know, we uh, then get the little backstory on how Isaac got to this point. Yeah, right? I told he, you it was going to happen. Yeah, the, you know, he and his little brother are camping when they were kids. He awake, uh, or he awakes and finds his brother's head is missing, and he was blamed. He was sent to an asylum where he spent his life figuring out what exactly happened. Now, uh, he mentions a Wendigo. A Wendigo, yeah. And actually, I realized I should have included this in Project X, but I, I didn't. But So I, I quickly looked up what a, a Wendigo is. You want to hear? Yeah, sure. 
is a Algonquin spirit, which right here on the East Coast. Okay, that, that's Indian, American Indian, right? American Indian, yes. Okay. And they, it's like a cannibalistic. It's something that eats people. They're they're very malevolent, extremely malevolent. Um, uh, yeah, and, well, well, certainly, uh, it's certainly and so. There's, and there's actually a Wendigo, a Wendigo psychosis, uh, where a a person does, develops an insatiable desire to eat human flesh. Oh, so that can 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 happen, actually. But well, obviously, yeah, this this event is what led him to you know where the the Isaac that we see now. He discovers, and we don't really learn how he discovered the fact that the Fae exist, but he sees the Fae as the next stage of human evolution and, and obviously some sort of a human-Fae hybrid and you know, tells Lauren that you know, she might as well stay with them because you know, the Fae aren't going to take her back, right. which, which I think we all know is not true, even if he believes it. Uh, I, I think he believes it, but like you know, most people, like most bad guys, uh, they have a kind of limited scope of. They, they just kind of like they they see the world as they want it to be seen, right? right. And so uh, you know, they, they they can't imagine that anything that lies outside their plans or that might thwart their plans is, is possible. And but, he wouldn't be a proper bad guy if he was actually uh, you know reflective enough to say, well, hmm, they actually might take you back, Lauren. You know, you might have a point there. Yeah, well, no, well, no, no. Well, well, well wait a minute. You know I worked for the Fae? It's it's like, dude, he he knows yeah. all this. Of course <laughs> Lauren, he, seriously? Yeah, of course he knows. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, he, he his nefarious plan got you this far. Like, why are you surprised that he knew you worked for the Fae? Come on. All right, so we find out what his plan is. It's to extract stem cells from the strongest fae he can find and implant them into him. And you said implant. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, you can cut it out later. All right. Well, he's going to use Dyson's there, there, DNA. There's like 10 sophomores in high school out there. who just, who got that joke. Okay. Well, <laughs> like anyway. breast implants. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Come on, dude. Uh, Work with me here, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, all so, right. So then we start to see the you know several of the storylines, like we said at the beginning, start to uh, interact with each other. Bo confronts Isaac because you know obviously she and Tamson are now there. Uh, when Lauren comes into the room, and Lauren says, "You came for Dyson. I knew you would." And yeah. You know, I'm not sure what to think at this point, whether I feel sorry for Lauren, whether I think Lauren, you know, like whether I think, you know, good for you, Lauren, you know, it's like the hell with them. Or whether it's all a ruse. Right. Uh, and we yeah, get some indication of it. I, I mean, uh, the, the second time, see, I, I would, I would, I would like to say that that's so not like her character that that we know it's it's an act, right? Right. But unfortunately, she has shown through this season that she has the capacity to be very petty, especially when it comes to Dyson. Now, also that being said, they did have the little heart to heart. Was it the last episode? 
two episodes ago. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But you know, like like Lauren and Dice had a little you know heart to heart and everything. So, but um, but she has shown that when when it comes to Dice, she she's not much of a sense of humor at all. And so that the fact that she would be uh, honestly upset is within the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, though though I think now in retrospect, I think it was it was. It, on the second watching, I was like, pretty sure it's an act. Yeah, but you know, it's and, and the same with me. But it's an act. To what point? You know, I mean. So, in other words, you know, she says things when she says Lauren, uh, when she tells Bo that the Fay have ruined her life, and she's staying with Isaac, a chance for her to do something useful to save her kind. You know, I mean, it has to be something she's thought about. Oh no, question about that. That's like you know, she's she's like a, she's a method actress, is what she is. Yeah, right. She's like drawing it from her own personal experience here. Um, but yeah, obviously she's thought of that. But you know, she's never she wouldn't act on that. You know, and we have to believe that about. Law. I think ultimately when I, I start watching, I'm like, well, I mean, she's because all this stuff is, is really kind of like she's. It's like we, 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 she's justified with feeling that way, but, um, uh, but, but that's just kind of like not her, you know? Yeah. Well, she says if, if he lets Bo go, she'll do the surgery on Dyson. And, right. and that, 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 that makes sense because well, she's got to keep it believable. If she goes too much, seeming like she's gone over to the dark side, then Isaac's not going to buy it. I'm surprised he bought it anyway. Um, but so she's got to kind of try to keep it real a little bit. So you know, she's she's got to throw him a bow and, and demand Bo be released. Though well, I'm I, sure she knows that that ain't happening. Well, I liked Isaac's you know line that I do like the wolf. You know, it'd be nice if he survives. I wouldn't bet on it. She says, which right. you know, again, we, you know, we we do learn that you know she's play, uh, playing both sides, if you will, but. Um, all right. Well, we go back then. We yeah, see the, the first time. The first time I saw, it, I will admit, I was like, "Wow!" Like Lauren is totally flipped. You know, like I thought that. I kind of the first time I, I kind of thought, and then when like after watching the second time, I'm like, oh, obviously, dummy. <laughs> you know, yeah. Obviously, she's she's just playing the game. Come on. So I feel bad that I thought about that that about Lauren the first time around. I apologize, Lauren, even though you're a fictional character. Well, you know, everything's start, starting to escalate at this point. Tensions are mounting. You know, Bo sees Aoife in her cell. And Aoife says, if your father was here, he'd kill them all and then resurrect them and kill them again. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. And then uh, and then I guess it, 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 Tamsin then says, well, if you find Dyson, he has my Wilco bootleg. Do you yeah. Know Wilco, do you know who Wilco is? Of course, I know who will. Okay, just che- just checking. Okay, I was going to ask you. I mean, that you question, were you, you were like in uh, elementary school in the eighties, weren't you? Uh, no, but Wilco's not the eighties, dude. Okay, when that was Wilco? uh, that, that was actually um, Sunvolt, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the guy from the guys from. See, you don't even know. <laughs> I you don't know. even. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Sunvolt, like Jay Farrar. Jay Farrar and oh the guy from Wilco oh my goodness gracious anyway the, the there was a uncle oh uh, so there was a band that all these guys were in and then it broke up and then the the one guys went and formed uh, Sunvolt and the other guys went and formed Wilco 
Okay. All right. Well, anyway, after anyway, Wilco this, is awesome. Right, Have well, you heard them? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably oh, they're, they're really good. Probably back back in the day, but uh, you know. So then we've got the showdown. You know, uh, Bo comes into Isaac's office, and and you know he's clearly now part Fay. And you know, you you mentioned that uh, you know he's got the speed of a rabbit and right. uh, shooting around the the office. And yeah. well, it's kind of like it's almost like comedic yeah. right and and Bo, like, he's so pleased with himself though right so I guess but, but Bo gives him the line you know you got to go through me to get out charges at her with a knife and you know that was a pretty poignant scene when Aoife steps in front of Bo and gets stabbed yeah. right that's you just know, twice we've seen her impaled by the way well yeah but I mean I mean the last time we saw her confront her daughter I mean, it was basically a fight to the death, or, or sure. so we thought at the time. And then here she's, right. you know, you know, taking a knife for. Her. Um, but dice- you know, remember, like that little. Remember before she she died. Mean, this is going way back, but you know, before she Bo dropped her, or she she let herself go, whatever. Some like a mark appeared on her head, right? Yeah. And, and so we're still kind of wondering about that because that still hasn't been adequately explained. But maybe that's something that kind of like set her right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, just, you know, all this is happening. Dyson bursts in. So now we know, okay, I guess he didn't get, uh, uh, I guess he didn't get dead and snaps, snaps the neck of the guard, goes for Isaac. um, And Bo says, whatever he is, he needs to die. And then, you know, we, we, we see the, you know, the chase scene. And then you mentioned this uh, the other day when we were talking at work about uh, (laughs) the, I'll let you tell it what, you know. Well, you know, he, he, after, you know, he, 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 he says basically, Isaac, you can start to run. You know, yeah, it's I'll give more you a head start. And then he starts to, to change, which is always now, now I have a, a number of shows I've seen now where they have uh, werewolf changing. It's always pretty gruesome, um, though I will say Hemlock Grove uh, takes the effing cake. Really? As far as the most gruesome werewolf change I've ever seen, and by gruesome you mean good? It, yes and no. Okay, it's 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 out there, man. It's okay. it's like ugh, you know, like it's a little cringe cringe worthy. All right. All right well, so anyway. ap- so after he changes so, into so, the but, wolf, so he changes the wolf, chases him, and and then he then uh, Tams and picks him up, and we say, so well, clearly he's he's taking care of Isaac. He gets into the car, closes the door, and then, like, picks something out of his teeth and throws it out the window. I was just like, oh, oh, right. oh, man, that is that is so wrong. That is yeah. just that is just wrong. It's kind of funny, but, you know, like, as far as all, like, the gory and gruesome things I've seen in movies and TV, that could be one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my life, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was so subtle and almost yeah. almost e- easy to miss. So, right. All right. Well, we see uh, just as we think Efa's dying, she grabs the head of the woman helping her and sucks her chi. So that you know, that's why I mentioned a few minutes ago that I think we'll at least see her at the beginning of season four. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, no right. no question. Right. Why why do that? Right. Right. If, so, if she's not coming back, here's your opportunity to kill her off. But no. Actually, while we're there, I realize I'm looking at my notes now that, um, you know, that the, the Cabot there, 
she she tells Lauren like I'm a Cabot, and she says, "Hence the 38 kids." So, oh, now I get because like rabbits, oh, rabbits, right? There you go. Right. Which so, reminds me actually of the funniest joke I think I've ever heard in the Bugs Bunny cartoon. Okay, so Bugs Bunny is like in the uh, the lobby of like some hotel, and the phone rings, and he answers it, and it's a radio show, and. And so they say, sir, if you could tell me why it gives two ridiculous numbers multiplied by this other number, right? And and Bugs Bunny knows the answer, right? And the, the radio announcer goes, sir, you've just won. That's astounding. How on earth did you know that? And, and Bugs Bunny, here, here it comes. He goes, there's one thing we rabbits know how to do. It's multiply. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'm like... I'm like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I probably saw that about a million times and never caught that. But I just happened to watch it one time, like when I was in college, and I'm like, oh my God, that is freaking hilarious, man. And they made it like back in like the 40s or something, too. So it's like, yeah, really like kind of like, oh, that was probably even out and out rude back then, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, we see, you know, one of the next scenes, Bo and Tamsin head to the operating room. Tamsin says, I don't think Dr. Frankenbitch is here. Besides, I told you it's time to go. Bo asks her where, and she replies, wherever he wants you. And, you know, this is kind of the scene where Bo, you know, now we're back to not being able to trust Tamsin. Right. Yeah, which is, here's here's a problem I had, right? That okay. that with, like, all right, so Tamsin's her buddy, right? Right. And then we see Tamsin conflicted. Right. Okay. And we think she's like not showing up go all drunk it. and getting in bathtubs and stuff. And now she's just all like, just straight up bad guy. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I, you know, it's just it's 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 hard to reconcile. Well, she she brings out and the then vial. She goes. She she turns back to be a, a good guy again. Like all of a sudden, at the end of the fight, they're all they're good again, right? Well, but she smashes. She brings out the vial and smashes it, and just doesn't have any effect. Right, uh-huh. which, uh-huh. which, what I say, what I say. Well, so why doesn't they, it work? She they got it wrong. She they doesn't. Some, she doesn't trust Dyson. I don't know. Doesn't love Lauren. I don't know. Won't be betrayed by Kenzie. Ah. So one of the three. Ah, maybe that last one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, but they oh, got yeah. it wrong. Right. I said that. I said that. I was just like, I. What if they get it wrong? What if they take the wrong hairs from the wrong person? And bam. Yep. She blew it. Yep. So that's such a goofy spell in the first place. Like, really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think when you get down to like spells, I mean, especially like from uh, from Once Upon a Time, a lot of them are, you know. But you just mentioned Bo and Tamsin fighting for real now. And and Tamsin, she's not dead yet. Uh, (laughs) You know, Bo's got her down. I feel happy. Happy. And, 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 you know, even though Tamsin's telling her to just, you know, just finish me. Bo won't kill her. You know, Bo goes through the whole thing. You know, you have a choice. And Tamsin, I'm already dead. Right. He's going to come after us. And Tamsin says, and, you know, she'll get Dyson, Bo will get Kenzie. So, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, Tamsin asks, what about Lauren? But Bo says she doesn't know where they've taken her. And, you know, then the whole thing, you're not like anybody I've ever met. So, yeah. Well, I like how she how uh, Bo says to her, "You're more alive than than anyone I've ever met." Yeah, and and Tam says, "You know, I don't know what to do." And Bo says, "Fight." Yeah, I'm like nice. Yeah. All right. That's well, we cool. find out 
that we're going to need to find a new Ash for the light Faye, right? Yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah, so Hale's going to step down. Yeah. Uh, he lets Trick know after he lets him out of the trunk. And uh, and I, I meant to look this up. As it turns out. You, you might have looked this up. Hale tells him he's got to go see about a girl. All right, what movie is that from? I don't know. That's definitely a movie line. You know, the, then he asks about the, uh, you know, uh, we find that Trick's going to go into hiding in Scotland with Stella. So, so you know, it's like the season's ending. Hale's going to be in Scotland. Uh, I'm sorry, Trick's going to be in Scotland. Hale's stepped down as the Ash. Um, so, you know, everybody's splintering, going in their opposite directions. And Hale says, don't worry about it. I've got a man on the inside with the Morrigan. And then... Where the hell has he been? But he's Goodwill here. hunting. He's here. Sorry. It's Goodwill hunting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know where the hell has Vex been? But he's he's back now, and he's got the Morgan who is bound on a bed. Which yeah, what yeah, could be like, better? The the the, the Deuce Ex Machinas are just coming fast and furious at the yeah. end of this show, though. You know, it's just yeah. like like what? Like he says, like, I got a guy on the inside. You're like, oh. Well, who is the, the, I'm like, is it Bruce? It's like, you know, and then it's like Vex, like, all right, I'm happy to see Vex, but what the hell? Like, yeah, there's no setup for that, you know? Right. Just like all of a sudden Vex has a Morgan in handcuffs. Like, how the hell did that happen, you know? Yeah. Oh, hey, one line that I forgot about, because we already talked about the scene with, uh, uh, you know, Isaac and Dyson in their showdown and, uh, you know, and, before, you know, while he's still full of confidence, Isaac says, you can't kill me. Eh, I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I laughed so hard on that one. So, uh, but, you know, so, so we realize that, that Lauren has not gone over to the dark side. Uh, you know, she tricked Isaac. Right. Uh, you know, he's now. Which well, makes sense. I mean, like, I, I, I really, really, really felt bad about doubting Lauren. Right, but the question remains, and certainly one of the questions leading into season four that we won't get into, you know, in a lot of detail tonight. We'll talk about that in one of our hiatus shows. But, you know, where is Lauren at this point? You know, for, where is she coming from? What's her attitude? Is she going to go back to the Fae? Uh, you know, yeah, so because I think she kind of really was pissed that uh, that well, Bo yeah, was sure. Yeah. Going to say, what what'd you say about the, the whole cell phone? Did I miss that? Um, Remember, like, Bo was like, oh, well, we trace your cell phone. That's how I'm like, wait, hold, it seems like a detail. Yeah, I can't remember. See, this, sometimes this show confuses me because the, the random stuff happens all the time and they don't set it up. And so they say something like that. And I, I think, oh, did I miss that? And I'm like, well, Actually, I probably did because they do that all the time. With just they just explain away something with like a one line in the show rather than actually you know setting it up earlier. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, we get to the closing scene. Tamsin picks up Dyson, um, tells her that whatever she's done, they'll get through it together. What comes on the radio? But of course, hey, I'm the line of guy that likes to wander around. And then they see standing in the road. Yeah, and uh, he's always like facing away. That's so yeah. creepy, man. You know, and, like he's got the stick and he's in black and he right. just face. He, he can't see his face. And I was just like, you know, like 
I was like, we are going to see who this is. Like, I, th- I, th- I thought it was going to be like Sean Connery or something, you know, like, all right, we're finally going to meet your dad and we never meet him. And that's so creepy. It's like, oh man, this is like, could be quite possibly the best bad guy they've come up with on the show so far. Right. And, and at le- he is a bad guy. And at least she verifies, right? She says that it's right. Bo's father. She, right. she guns the truck, tries to run him down. He turns to black smoke, black tr- smoke truck goes over the cliff and comes to a rest top down and smashed yeah smashed pretty up. good yeah, so pretty pretty messed uh, up right so then bo's trying okay to co- but here I, i'm gonna throw that here here's my really okay. right because okay so tamsin is uh, you know i i imagine pretty knowledgeable about this guy right yeah and knows what he's capable of he's been described as voldemort bad right yeah and she thinks she's going to just run him down with her truck. Like he can't hear the truck coming. Like, or, or like just like a guy that that freaking powerful, you're going to be able to run him over in the road. Okay. Well here I got, I got one for you. So Bo tries to call somebody, you know, she's back at her place. The doors in her place start slamming shut. The wanderer starts. To no, play. That's, she's at the doll. Isn't she? Oh, is she at the doll? Right. I think right she's okay. at the doll. Yeah. Okay. And, the record skips or whatever is playing on yeah, that line. Yeah, they don't even know my name. They don't even know my name. They don't even know. That's like. Uh. He, who, he who cannot be named. Ah. Uh, uh, all right. Dude, so, how did I. Oh, my God. All right. So then the wanderer. I feel like an idiot. Like, how? oh, man. I, I'm. Well, the I'm, only thing I'm, worse would be if I got a Star Wars reference that you didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. If you got a Star Wars reference, that'd be really bad. But yeah. the Harry Potter one that I missed out on. Yeah. But. Oh, uh, I'm well, just I'm so distraught now. I don't know if I can continue with this podcast. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know if I can. Yeah, I can finish. I'll, I'll soldier on though. All right. Well, I do so want the, to talk about defiance. So. All right. So the wanderer tarot card falls from the above, and it's now a silhouette of Bo and her yeah, father. Right. And then the black mist envelops Bo, and she disappears. And well, well, you, it's it's the other way around. What's that? The black mist envelops her and takes her first, and then then the card flutters down, and she's oh, okay. In. Okay, but that was that was hardcore because a, the dude face away is creepy. B, tarot cards are creepy. C, black mist is creepy, and then D, A plus B plus C, is super creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, all right. Well, but yeah, we, that was wild. We put out a one minute podcast uh, a few days ago, and then also on the website that what you know what Wayne and I would like to do. Uh, is to have a little fan feedback show if we can get enough feedback. I mean, we've got, uh, w- w- you know, we got one feedback already. We're pretty sure that, you know, Sally will send us something good so that if we can get, you know, whether it's voicemails, emails. So let me just throw a couple questions. We won't talk about them now, but these are things that, that we can be considered for this show. You know, is Kenzie going to choose to become Faye? Right. You know, oh, we, we, missed, we missed her line. Which was? Roads. Where we're going. We don't need roads. Okay. What's that? Seriously? Yeah, I know. That's Dude, okay. This is your really? chance to... Come on. <laughs> it's the very end of Back to the Future, man. Uh, okay. The, you know, the doc picks him back up and, and they get in the DeLorean, but now it can hover and... 
Oh, dude. Right. Really? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be your really for tonight? <laughs> not, I've changed it. I've changed it now. Like, all right, well, I can't believe Oh, I was just like, I, 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 I just, I thought maybe I'd let you hop on that one. But. All right. All right. So are either Dyson or Tamsin dead? Who's yeah, gonna, that's 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 a big one. Yeah, who's going to become the new Ash? I say Dice. Say no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about them. Oh, These okay. are just uh, for next time. All right. So, uh, is the Morgan still going to be in power as the Dark Fae? Right. Or will Vex? Have well, to or, they're not or, talking about it. Yeah, or somebody else. Yeah. Uh, what's happened to Bo? Where's her father taken her? Right. Uh, what's become that's of a big one. what's become of Eva? Yep. So, you know, just, just those six questions. There's a lot of, yeah, those are good questions. And, and I'm sure there are more. So, uh, you know, really, if you, you know, send us an email at fatalistpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to the website, uh, fatalist.podbean.com and, and leave us a voicemail. Uh, you know, if you want to go over 90 seconds, just leave us more than one and just record uh, an MP3 on your computer. You know, you don't even need that tab. Just just record it. Send us the uh, MP3. And if we get enough feedback, we can certainly do a show. And if we don't, we'll, we'll use the feedback in, uh, you know, our next show where we kind of bring all this stuff and, and talk about some of these questions. Right. But please do, because I am like personally, like really excited about having like a separate feedback show. I think it's kind of like the mark of a, you know, you take it to the next level of a podcast. Yeah. When you get to have a separate feedback show. Yeah. That would, I'm just, that, I'm, I'm like giddy with anticipation for this one. Uh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> like Dave's. It's like, uh, I don't really know. I don't know, know where to, to go that. with that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just ignore it and move on then. So. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, pilot preview. Yeah. Here we go. All right. All right, here we Defiance. Go, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah. And in a nod to Lost, the pilot part one and pilot part two. And, you know, the interesting thing, though, on the. Yeah, on, Supernatural also, their, their first show was called just Pilot. Okay. And, and the interesting thing on the internet, it's really being labeled as just episode one, so that. You know, while, you know, it's so it's really become a 12 episode season rather than 13 where they showed episodes one and two. I mean, the only thing that's, I think, useful for is if you're, say, trying to track down a synopsis or, you know, who's who's in which episode. But all right. So we both when when it's eventually on Netflix, then like. You know, whether, yeah, whether that first one is like, you know. Exactly. So, uh, all right. Well, sci-fi is certainly putting a lot of backing into this show. I mean, over $100 million between the show and the video game tie-in, which, you know, neither of us are really video gamers, so we're not going to really talk much about that. So, so Well, but that's fine because, like, the Verizon guy I was talking to, (laughs) I just can't believe I'm saying this. When I was talking to the guy from Verizon about Defiance, he said he has a son and... That uh, he he this is his words, not mine. He said that uh, playing the game together was a great bonding experience. Watching okay. the show and playing the game together. All right. So you know, take it for what it's worth. I really don't know this guy. Our relationship was uh, transient at best, but that's what he said. All right. Well, you know, so on the, on the surface, it's an alien invasion story, but. I mean, it's certainly well, yeah, right, 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 uh, right, because yeah. the aliens are not really invading. I mean, they came to well, they, Earth. They, they've, they've, they've teamed up. 
They teamed up with the aliens. Well, right, right, but the point is that that the reason they've come to Earth is because their home worlds are, you know, destroyed, right. and, and they think Earth is uninhabited. So what we don't know at this point, after the pilot, is whether or not they just don't possess the capability to just roll over the human race the way we generally see. Right. Al- well, it appeared that there was. I mean, well, no, not appears. I mean, what happened? There was there was a big fight. There was a big war between the aliens, and then the defiant few um, said no more. Right. They right. they pulled a uh, they pulled a a, a Christmas uh, truce like in World War One. Right. And and that was it. Then everyone just stopped fighting, and so the aliens and the humans started not. I don't know if we could say they're they're getting along, but decide to to live together rather than fight, and then but then there's these like these these kind of aliens that invade here at, at the end of it, right? Not invade, but like then there the, but there's another battle, right? Right. Well, I mean, the, the it's confusing because there's like a, a zillion different alien types and people and like you know it's just it's it's, it's kind of confusing at first right. well, I, I watched it twice and, and i think i got a handle on most of it but right and part of what can make it confusing you know when mike and i were preparing for you know the show uh you know with talk tv is that there's a lot of information out there that's result of a computer game which hasn't been part of the show at this point, you know, part of the two-hour pilot. So anyway, uh, it's, it's difficult to ignore, you know, the, the fact that this is a story about, you know, assimilation of cultures, you know, you know back to the 19th century United States and the melting pot and all of that. And, and, you know, I mean, you can't ignore that. It's got the traditional Western feel to it, right? I mean, yeah, well, that's what I love so much. It's like you're just watching, it, and the the world that they create on this is so rich, and the details are just everywhere. It's like, man, it's, you know, like you're, it's, it's, you're there. You're just there. Like they've created this entire new world. It's like St. Louis, but you know, it's it's not obviously. And uh, I was I was just blown away by the the attention and detail that they had there, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, for the listeners, if you haven't seen it, you know, Defiance is the name of the town. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you haven't seen it yet, you should have stopped listening about however long ago we started talking about this. So yeah, it, good point. Um, although, just stop. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about stuff that happened in the show. Right. Um, so, so we should have said that earlier. Yeah, true. Well, they, you they, should have. You're the, you're the responsible one. Good point. Uh, of course, they they should know better by now. You know, <laughs> right? All right. Well, anyway, so defiance is really uh, what is left of St. Louis, and and the other cool thing is, and we don't really have it explained, although I know from you know again reading online, we have these these arcs that fall from the sky, and then what you have are scavengers and our main character nolan and his daughter erissa what they do is they follow them and then they scavenge technology which they then sell and that's basically how they make their living right so right right she's she's pissed when he right whatever that thing is that they apparently they you know they hit the mother load right oh yeah on that on that first that scavenge and uh you know he he just gives it away yeah, for free. That's and, well, and she's well, pissed. 
Well, the other thing we you, you, that has happened is that you know as these and and there are I think six or eight alien races that basically didn't necessarily get along with each other back on their home star, but now they're forced to come here and coexist with each other. So you know there, there's there's that thing going on, and what they did was they brought terraforming technology with right. them. So I was about to say they terraformed the Earth and like. Right, Wasn't but, the Earth already right? <laughs> like, why did they do that? But well, I we assume they did it to the the point is they what the terraforming that has occurred was not controlled. It was accidental as a result of these arcs coming crashing to Earth, and then the technology, the terraforming technology, is just you know so it's haphazard and and, and it wasn't you know as intended. So, okay. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that, like, obviously, there's still like a lot of like questions as to basically like what happened, what's going on. Yeah, right. And you know, it's got that Western feel, like we said. So there's, uh, you know, you want to, oh, it's sort of like Firefly. I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, well, it's like uh, this, this is how I, I like. It's it's kind of like very much like Battlestar Galactica. Firefly and Farscape kind of like all rolled into one. And I think I, I just gave myself a little semi-chub just saying that sentence. Yeah. All right. And we I won't, pers- laugh harder and we won't pursue that any further. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I've been working on that joke for two days, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll add it in the laugh. Um, now, <laughs> Just do a laugh tracker. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> I probably could find one. Yeah. They should do that. Um, the other cool thing fun. is they have, you know, that the arch, you know, the famous St. Louis arch is is in a lot of scenes. And it's, you know, certainly crumbling to a certain extent. But, you know, I like it because, you know, it's like the arch indoors, as does the human race. And, right, what she and, called the big ass arch over there, yeah, right? Right, right. Uh, and then we find, you know, they're the two families. And then you get into the whole... Romeo and Juliet, Capulets and Montague. Yeah, that um, bit I could do without. Yeah. That's the one part I was just like, come on, yeah. man. And, you know, I, again, I, I've read some things that, and again, I don't know that we would necessarily have to have read those to figure this out. But you know, at this point, Defiance is trying to be a lot of things to a lot of people. You know, they're trying to appeal to, you know, a lot of different genre fans and, you know, okay. I mean, like you said, I mean, the Farscape, uh, you know, analogy is there. Certainly, uh, Battlestar Galactica with the, you know, the, re- the, you know, the rebuilding of the human race or the survival of the human race. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the the two families that are vying for power in the town. It's like, really, their son and daughter are dating. Yeah, yeah. and then the scene at the dance club. Uh, the brother comes up. I'm like, yeah, you said like West Side Story. Yeah, right. So uh, <laughs> and like, I, I, I watch the second time. Like, yeah, because they even do like the you know like like they the the, the they you know like I I yeah, right yeah, I always imagine like, like yeah snapping their fingers and breaking yeah. the dance right. Yeah. Um, but I, I just imagine that if I had a knife that I wanted to wield in a fight, that I would um, when I pulled it out, I would point it towards the guy that I was trying to menace with the knife, but like a West side story, they, they, they pulled out and their arm goes like away. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's like the hand that's like pointing towards the guy. It's nothing. And like, 
you should turn around the other way and point the knife at at the guy you you're about to fight because that's the business end of of the knife dude there yeah well i mean so. it's easy to say that there are a lot of sci-fi clichés tropes archetypes uh, but you know i wouldn't say a lot i wouldn't say a lot. i mean there there's definitely some in there and, and like i said just the fact that like, we compare it so much to like fire and even like you know, like the the Verizon guy like um immediately said hey you know it's, have you ever seen firefly i was like yeah, please. Yeah. But I mean, uh, but uh, so so yes, that it's it's there. But I, I wouldn't say like cliche so much as homage. You know, like it's 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 kind of uh, is inspired by that. Yeah, and, and also Mad Max and the Road Warrior. Oh yeah, sure, sure. You know, yeah, it was because like the the little uh, 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 transport machines, like cars, for a better word. You know, kind of very Road Warrior ish. And the uh, and the the spear riders, right? They're just like the. Um, they're just like Arissa, right? They're, they're, right, but I'm saying they're they're like the like the baddies in in uh, the Road Warrior. Right, exactly. Right, right, exactly. Right with the because they have like they're all weird. They have different like the guy with the big top hat and everything. But, yeah. but that was cool at the end. How like uh, you know they come to the rescue, obviously, and then they all like are they go back to the pub and they're they're hanging out and drinking together. I was like, oh, there you go, yeah, like. Yeah, you guys just you're trying to kill each other at the beginning of the show and now you're all hanging out together in a spirit of common humanity. I like that. Well, you know, well, be, it, not common humanity cuz they're not human, but you know, you know, you got them. You feel me, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, they've got a lot of um different story possibilities. I mean, they've even got something for the people that are into the relationships. Uh, you know, heck, Nolan's already had sex with the mayor's sister. I know, and, and he and he's vying for the mayor. And while the mayor clearly likes him, and he likes her, so uh, oh, we 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 cannot fail to mention at this part the Star Wars references here between uh, him he between him and the mayor. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. What's her What's her name? What you should know, uh, Amanda. Amanda, right, right. Um, you know the whole. Uh, you know he calls her sweetheart, and she takes umbrage to that, and then. Uh, yeah, he gets his reward. He's about to to piss off, and and she's like, "So you're just taking your reward and leaving, right?" And you know, just like Han Solo and Empire Strikes, not Empire, the, the first Star Wars movie, you know. Yeah. Um, but then he comes back just like Han Solo did, and saves him just like Han Solo did. So yeah, that's I I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what what do you think about the subtitles? You know, because there's a lot of the the alien language that right. is a big part of it. And, um, and a Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I kind of liked it. Yeah, well, it was, uh, I don't know, am, am I am I saying I'm old when I say they're hard to see? Uh, they are, are hard, they to, hard see. to see. for you? Yeah, they're hard to see, you know? Put them in yellow. They, they they have the technology now. Put your subtitles in yellow, bold yellow, so I can see them, man. Uh, I, there was a couple times I had to rewind just to, uh, to figure out what the heck they're saying with the subtitles. But yeah, I, I'm down with that. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if that stays consistent throughout the run of the show, or whether that was just something that's going to appear in the pilot, or maybe you know fade out. But but right. you know, but I, I like how they they would speak in the different language, and the other people wouldn't understand them. Yeah, like I remember the the, the dude's son, uh, Daktar's son, right? Daktar's yeah. name, right? Uh, says something to to Graham Greene, uh, Macaulay, right? Macaulay. Yeah. Character. Um and, and he clearly doesn't know what he said because the kid said something like I'm gonna kill you or something like that, you know. And because most science fiction shows, um, first everyone speaks English, right? 
and 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 so you never get that. Or if someone speaks it like an alien tongue, then they're like, oh yeah, like everyone else. Well, I think most it. people have a TARDIS translator, but right. Well, yeah, right. The TARDIS yeah. translator. Which how hilarious was that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the last Doctor Who. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Or not, uh, the, the, with the one of the Russians. Like, am I speaking Russian? Are right. they speaking Russian? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that was great. Um, well, you know, in terms of relationships, I mean, though, obviously the main relationship in this show is between Nolan and Arissa, his adopted daughter who is uh, – oh, crap. I can't even think of what race she is. Uh, uh, oh. Well, she's – the, the yeah. spirit riders, it's that race. Right, same race. But uh, – you know, I mean, she's the typical teenager. I mean, the opening scene, you know, they're riding in silence and clearly she's pissed off at him for something. You don't know what. And, uh, you know, it's right. almost like, yeah, okay, I'm going to sing the Johnny Cash song with you, but I'm still pissed at you. But but then they, they sing the song and, and she's not anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? And he knows it, right? Because right. he's like smiling. He's like, I know. But by the time, by the end of this song, you're going to be singing and it's going to be all good. Right. That is a good song, right. by the and, way. And, and then, of course, though, we get the twist where we find out, you know, because her parents are dead, because he murdered them. Right. But apparently they need to be Because killed, she so. says he did what I couldn't do. Right, right, right. So, you but, know, but, there, there's also the whole thing that, that she's his, like, quote, unquote, daughter. Um, you know, because we are, obviously, that's like our first because she's a, the narrator, the voiceover at the beginning, yeah. Um, and she mentions her father, but we don't know who that is. Right. We learn that it's Nolan. But um, so when he says that she's my daughter, then they say, "Oh, because before we're like, what, what exactly is the relationship?" Because obviously they they are very familiar with one another. It it doesn't seem like there's a sexual relationship because he he's like. You know, he apparently like that's what he's talking about at the very beginning, right? He, he, it's it's been some kind of sexually compromising thing that he got into, right? Um, that she's annoyed about, and like we were talking about this before because I was like, you know, maybe she is slightly jealous, and they're just like, well, no. How how would any teenager feel if his or her dad were like running around like that, right? Right. right She'd be of disgusted, course. like like oh my god, like you are embarrassing me, you know, like. Um, and when he when he's um, flirting with the bartender, it's it's the same thing. You know, she's she's just like sulky and pouty and just like. And you're like, oh, is it because she's jealous? No, not because she's jealous. Because she's a teenager and she's annoyed that her dad is acting like a teenager. Right. Exactly. So, uh, um, and then the 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 last scene where we see uh, another lost tie in yeah, El- Eloise Hawking. Yep. yep. Um, you know, where Nola Flanagan, great actress. Yeah, She's so, uh, a, lot of, a lot of Irish stuff, like great, great actress. Right. So we find out there's a major twist at the end and, you know, you know, I, I think it was a great, great debut and. Oh my God. Best. I, that, that's quite possibly the best pilot I've ever seen. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm shocking you right there. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, because pilots usually are kind of iffy. You yeah, know? sure. But as as a pilot, that was like crazy strong. Yeah, like it was like a really really good pilot. So, well, I think you and I will both be back for episode two for sure. Hell's yeah. yeah! If I can get my DVR to record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I guess that'll be it for uh, 
our pilot preview yeah, of we're Defiance. Almost, we, we just passed the hour and a half mark. So yeah. So uh, that's about all I got. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, you can drop us a line at fatalistpodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website, fatalist.podbean.com, and you can leave a voicemail. Like we said, uh, we, hopefully we'll get enough response that we can do a fan feedback show. But regardless, uh, we'll certainly do a show where we're kind of recapping and discussing some of those questions and talk about the long, dark hiatus that we're about to embark into. So. Right, we got we got we, we got some ideas out there. Yep. We got some ideas, but you know it might not be as you know as frequent as yep. as we've been doing. Yep, and and again, what we're going to do in the hiatus, we're not sure yet. I'm sure we'll we'll figure out something to talk about, whether it's Orphan Black or Doctor Who or right. you know whatever, uh, maybe Orphan Black actually. But uh, that we'll, would be we'll, awesome. Yeah, we'll I fi- lost I lost all my Doctor Who's. Uh, so I gotta, all right, well, I gotta wait till the DVD comes out. We'll figure that out. <laughs> so uh, and then we're also on Facebook, and you know yes. Wayne's been updating some things there. It's been a while, but I'll, I will update stuff now, all right. All maybe. So until next time. Hey Dave, you know what you know what this this season's been like. What's what's that, Wayne? It's like my birthday, Lasher Shane, and St. Valentine's Day Massacre all rolled into one. All right.